Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading The Book of Joe B by Michael Wynn. This is a modern take on The Book of Job, which I believe is part of the Bible or Bibble? I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called The Book of Joe B, a love story by Michael Wynn. What do you think the B stands for? Um, baby. He's a baby. Joe Baby. Joe Baby. Is that like a like a Joe Sixpack? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a yeah, it's a voting block. NASCAR NASCAR moms, soccer dads, and Joe Baby. One baby. What's Joe Baby? Is that like a he can't even vote? A person who hangs out in their parents' basement? No, Joe it's baby? a it's a baby. It's a it's small a baby. It's a ba- drooling baby. Mm. So before we get into the synopsis of the book, I'll assume that you've never listened to this before. And I'm going to tell you what we do on the podcast. You're going to just break into the rules. I'm breaking into the, I don't break rules. I break into the rules. <laughs> if you want to hear the rules, you better come to me. You got them. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page. We read the 25% mark, the 50% mark, uh-huh. the 75% mark, and then the last page oh. of the book. Five pages of a book. Then what do we do? We pray. Oh, yeah, we do. Well, that's we have a group prayer. But that's personal. We uh, sit around, we hold hands, mm-hmm. and we... We chant deep rhythmic chants. Ganesh gives us little special mushroom sandwiches, and then we mm-hmm. pray to him all night long. It's really fucking weird, and I'm frankly uh, kind of scared for my life. So, Ganesh, on that note, my dear, sweet lord and savior... It's nice that he feeds us. It is nice, but the hangovers are tough. Read the synopsis of the book, please. The Book of Joe B, a love story by Michael Wynn. Why? Why that voice? Well, yeah, what? Why do bad things happen to good people? Yep. I know why. Well, well don't spoil it. Billy Joel <laughs> no, says, no only the good die young, Austin. <sighs> that is Billy Joel. Continue. He's probably at the garden tonight. As we speak. Olive. Free breadsticks, baby. Garden of Eden. The boy likes his breadsticks. Middle school gym teacher, (laughs) Joseph Bustamante. Hey, don't. Oh, push. Hey, don't. Oh, push. It's back. It's been a while. In honor of Joseph Bustamante. Gym teacher, Joseph Bustamante, more than meditates upon this ageless question, he demands an answer. And for good cause. There's nobody nicer, more polite, and kind in all of... I'm sorry, what? Ooze. Uh, what? What's that? It's a place. Spell it. U-Z. Huh, like the Wizard of Ooze. Ah, uh, yes. Or uh, the famous HBO prestige <laughs> prison drama. Ooze. Ooze. Or Starring Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Simmons. Simmons, and The Secret of the Oz. Ah. Yet, in an unrelenting span of three weeks, he loses his girlfriend, family, oh. home. Oh. Just gets worse and worse. Job. Oh, no. Friends. Jesus. Legs. Everything. As he helplessly watches his life spiral out of control. Oh, that's the worst. Can y'all relate? Yeah. I've seen my life spiral in and out of control a number of times. Where are you at now? You in control? At this point, I I don't know. It's like when you're in an airplane flipping around. I can't tell if I'm up or down. Who knows? This could be near the end for me. Within this whimsical, (laughs) darkly comic and ultimately uplifting modern day retelling of the book of Job. Oh, this gentle, big hearted lug is forced by circumstance to stand up and confront the universal truths that affect us all. I don't know why. I really thought you were going to say circumcision. Is that just me? The way you said circum, Mm. I was like, it's got to be scission. And yet it was stance. The Bible must make you think of circumcision. Huh? Yeah, that's get, that's what it is. Get your mind out of the foreskin, buddy. <sighs> okay. I'll give it a shot. Joe B, a love story, starkly presents one innocent man's rise, fall, and fall some more as his remarkable spiritual journey leads him to not only question, but challenge the core injustices of this world. Yes, Joe B is brought to the brink and he won't take it anymore, Mm. sirs. Jeez, save it for the book. Come on. He demands an explanation for his suffering. Come on. And like it or not, he's going to get it. Oh, 
I, I like it. Wow. I don't know what happens in the book of Job, do you? Me neither. That, Is that the I was gonna Bible? Say. Y'all, y'all big Bible heads? No. No. Mm. Are you? Yeah, I'm a collector. I, I collect all manner of Bibles. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's what that big stack of books is over there. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. I thought that was an encyclopedia set. Different, all right. Different languages. Uh, uh, comic book version. Ooh. Speaking the of. DVD of Passion. Okay. Yeah, you got to get that on 4K Blu-ray. Mel Gibson's autobiography. You're gonna got wanna, that. You're going to want to see the carnage in high def. Now, we've been kicking this around. 100th episode we're gonna do the bible we still we sticking with that well, we this is a that. trial run think of this as a dry run <laughs> dry run of the bible we're not gonna shoot our loads on this bible stop talking loads but if we were to pump some loads out stop. no more <laughs> no. loads Boo. let's see how it would go you scoop that load up and put it back in yeah. all right we'll see how it rolls we'll see what happens how the cookie crumbles you ready to jump into the first page of the bible what is this the joe, bible the book of joe, joe b. b let's jump in first how's that spelled is it the word joe and then b it's his name shane use your brain dude i thought <laughs> well, first thing joe b shane nailed it that's exactly how it's spelled i don't okay, know why good. Gage is being such a fucking yeah ass. Ass. Why, why are you asking the question dude? use my brain oh it looks like i just did let's jump ahead oh yeah look at that that's called a little spark of confidence i like it hey big shot director count us down five four oh way faster okay uh it threw me off let's jump into the first page of the book of joe b chapter one of the book of joe b a love story genesis <laughs> oh, is that what it says <clears throat> it puts the full title in at the end of every chapter chapter one, <laughs> chapter one. okay thanks joseph bustamante pork stepped out of the little car and patted the bulge in his jacket <sighs> thank god oh wow it's just a top bulge, fellas. That's my uh, business bulge. He's not patting that circumcised. Uh, <laughs> to make sure it was still there. It was. Had he lost it, not only would he be out 5,000 bucks, oh, but the most significant moment of his life would swirl down the toilet. Turlet. Sorry, mispronounced <laughs> it. Swirl down the turlet. He slid a hand into his pants pocket. Found another bulge. With considerable effort, out came a quarter between nimble fingertips. Ha, huh, we lucked out there. This prose is just dancing right on the edge of too much. He examined it, rolled it, and walked it between knuckles, a skill he had learned as a kid. Ooh, now that's showing off. That's a cool kid. Yeah. Joey B. Joey B. Hey, with hey, the Joe. They call him Joey Quarters. Big Joe Bustamante with the quarters. <laughs> you see that kid with the quarters? That's Joey Bustamante with the quarters. His dad used to do that. Oh, with a half dollar. He stood. He'd say, toss me that Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> I gotta roll it. The B stands for Bustamante. He stood at the side of his Susan Mini Cooper. Bustamante. Bustamante. <laughs> hey, my name's Susie Bustamante Anthony. <laughs> and I'm a suffragette. <laughs> no. Let him vote what i say have you been working on this <laughs> my susan b anthony yeah. yeah i've been waiting to bust out my my sba he stood at the side of his mini cooper at the car lined curb people strolled by oblivious to his dilemma he started to feel ridiculous standing next to it looking like a boy with a radio flyer wagon friends already ribbed him about his toy car you know they should make radio flyer wagons for adults yeah the radio flyer coupe oh yeah so for, for the you, modern gentleman. Yeah, so you won't have to be feeling like a silly little boy. Yeah, this is my man's wagon. You can tell it has a nice leather-bound handle. I haul my business papers, my office supplies. My brood. My passport's in there. But hey, it had been a 30th birthday gift from his mom, and he appreciated the thought and the sacrifice she had made. You couldn't return a car for being the wrong size and color like a shirt. So he had put the seat back as far as it would go and had come to love it. Oh, that's nice. Easy rider. Mm -hmm. Joe palmed the quarter and fanned his fingers upward and outward, the coin finding a bed in the soft cleft of his hand. I love this. I could curl down and go to sleep in the cleft of his hand. This whole book is like ASMR. I'm getting tingles. Put me to sleep. Mm. No. Oh, Don't yeah. look that at me. Th- that does not sound good in the cans. Mm. All right. Um, he could have been a street <laughs> magician. Slight of hand came easy. Uh, he was a big guy. His shoulders were big. How big? His chest was big. How big was he? His hands were big. I get it. A quarter to him was a dime. That's real big. That's a big fella. What are you, Andre the Giant? Jeez. What are you, 
Uh, the Rock. Sheesh. What are you, Stone Cold Steve Boston? Sheesh. Wasn't keen on wasting one if he didn't have to, though. He checked his watch. 22, uh, they only ticked from 8 in the morning to 6 at night. <laughs> Do you want to take What's that one on? again? <laughs> Say that sentence. They again. only ticketed no, from, from 8. 20 to whatever. I don't know what you said before. He checked his watch. 22. They only ticketed from 8 in the morning to 6 at night. What the fuck are you saying? What is 22? 22. Dot, dot, dot. Oh. He's like checking his watch. He's like, oh, it's 20. He's trying to tell time. 22 is not Read between the lines, time. fellas. Is this guy on military this, time? What is that? 20 o'clock. Like 20 to 4, this, you know? This guy 20 minutes before 4 oh, o'clock. 22. Are you, are you, like, you following? Not 22 the number. Yeah, you got to understand that that's confusing to hear. 22. Well, you're saying Taylor Swift. That's one of my favorite songs, dude. What are you talking about? Feeling 22. We're not paying the royalties, Ganesh. Feeling 22. We got to do the knockoff version. Yeah. When I was 22. I'm thinking 26. That's the knockoff. What were you saying when you were 22? You were what now? What were you doing when you were 22? I don't know. Cranking it. And I mean it with a huge crank. Yeah, well, I was really into Erecta sets. Yeah. What were the odds a traffic cop would mosey down the sidewalk to check the meters in the next 20 minutes? Joe looked left and right. I don't see no friggin' traffic cops. Mm-mm. Joe's going to get a ticket, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Joe. Oh, Joe. Joey B. He okay. loved this old village. Ah. Uh, uh, he loved this old village. It had been originally settled by Uzbeks upon coming to the U.S., having escaped the Russian Empire that took control of Uzbekistan during the mid-1800s. Huh. This guy knows his history. American yuppies became keen on the location during the 1990s and revitalized the area. Mm, flipping houses, huh? In ooze? The restored buildings were an architectural hodgepodge of brick and stone, all connected, extending along each side of the street. Revitalizing the downtown. Unusual looking. We built a promenade. Now there's a coffee shop. There's a Thai restaurant. Now there's like a couple bars. There's an internet cafe. There's a vape shop. Oh yeah, there's six vape shops competing. There's a rosé store. Yeah. There's an avocado toast Mm. truck. There's Mm. a a kombucha catapult. Mm. Now you're talking. Oh yeah. Most of the structures, skinny but tall, squished together like the bellows of an accordion. Pretty cool. <laughs> Did you say that or is that in the it's book? It's in the book, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, I, you know, I was thinking, hey, this sounds pretty Yo, cool. this city's pretty cool. Hey, this is pretty cool where I freaking live, okay? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Joe started to work the quarter back into his pocket and took two steps, his lead shoes stopping with a skid. He turned around, returned to the meter, and slid the coin in the slot. Smooth. Criminal. With a turn of the knob, it dropped with a chank. Boy, dodging bullets here. Just reading what's on the page, yep. sir. That's fine. The needle going from red to two hours. The violation flag gone with a snap. Naturally, Joe had paid. Joe always did what's right. Hey, there was no a Bustamante way always pays. He's a good boy. Hey, I'm a good Bustamante. Hey, you know what? That was the longest description of someone paying a parking meter I've ever heard. It was beautiful, though. It I, was well written. You got to give it up. It. I like the accordion building. It was hey, pretty, pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. He had parked before six, and the rule says that costs a quarter. If you try to rationalize your wrongdoing, you're asking fate to kick you in the butt. Besides, Joe had never gotten a parking ticket in his life and didn't want to start tonight, especially tonight. If you follow the rules, good things will follow. He patted the pocket again, still there. It's his foreskin. Silly to keep checking. That's where I keep the quarters. But he hadn't been this nervous. Hmm, since never. It wasn't a scared type of nervous, mind you. Just an excited, bubbly kind of feeling. He walked in the direction of Staples, resisting an urge to skip. Do you mean Staples? Staples. Ooh, Staples. He's going to Staples. We gotta press that easy button. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're getting to Staples. Is that the end? Is that all we're reading there? Let's stop there. I love Staples. Joey B reminds me of Austin. Hannah? Yes, because of the rule following and the really (laughs) soft palms. My palms are as soft as Um, a baby's butt. Never done a day of work in my life. Yep. uh, Well, you also have really tricky coin play. I do. Mm -hmm. I'm a coin master. And and the bulge uh, right above your um, belly button. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's big. That's your secret pouch. Yeah. That's where I keep all my food. And the good stuff. After I eat it. Okay, let's jump ahead now to the 25% mark of uh, the story of Joe. You could call it the quarter mark in honor of Joe. B's 
little coin. I don't deserve to be the host anymore. Shane wins. All right, ready? No, let me rip it. Good niche. Rude. You might need to take a gander. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta peep the shorts, my friend. You got some splats happening. I'm gonna bleep all this out, fellas. Oh, we're on? I'm gonna bleep my pants. I think you did. That's what cool kids say. I think you did. Let's jump in now. The 25% mark of the this, this story. Is that what it's called? This, I forget the, the story. The book of, of Joe book B. Of Joe B. A love story. Apologies. Uh, I could understand this happening to me. Bill said. That sounds like Bill. Considering all the stuff I've done in my life. Oh, my, if you're, that was your voice, you're definitely Bill and not a William. Nervous Bill. Oh, yeah. But you, Joe B., you don't deserve this. Yeah, Eli added. Why you? The question hung in the air as a Democles sword on horsehair. Beautiful. Y'all catch that reference? Yeah. Yeah, the Democles sword on horsehair. Yeah, I think that's um that's from uh, Operation Dumbo Drop with Ray Liotta, if I remember correctly. Is McConaughey in that? Mm. Yeah, he plays the horse. <laughs> Wait, it's about an elephant. All right, <laughs> go, come on. Yeah, he plays a freaking horse, you idiot. Hey, he, plays, he plays the horse. Uh, yeah, I love uh, dropping my horse named Dumbo. There he goes. Bye-bye. Well, well, Zoe said finally, guess we should get to work, try to salvage whatever we can. We're going to need pictures before we touch anything, Eli said. And we need to write down the serial numbers off the all the appliances and electronics. The insurance adjuster is going to ask for a list. Eli's voice sucks. Don't trust this guy. Look, Bill, I'd get a drink with him. I'll take care of this mess, Joe said. Oh, Joe. Joe's got that voice? You're all in good clothes, Zoe. Those are your new boots, right? The three ignored Joe's concerns. Eli snapped photos while Bill and Zoe overturned planks and pieces of wallboard. Is that the, 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 Mark, the Mark Wahlberg board company? No, it's his cousins, uh, the Wahlboards. We'll make two piles, one with things to be saved called lobster and the other for crap to get tossed called liverwurst, Bill said. Random. Yes, I like liverwurst, Eli protested. You would, Bill said. Guys, they're going to get dirty. Joe said. Relax, Granny. We're here to help, Zoe said. Wow, smoke and burn from Zoe. Yeah. They went to work. For the first hour, it was almost fun. They marveled when Eli found a live crab scuttling sideways through a mud puddle. Aww. Oh, it loves its little dirt. It's my new friend. Have you guys ever uh, played in a mud puddle? Yep. Oh. What? I want to talk more about that. Yeah, what happened with you in the mud puddle? How'd it turn out? Yo, you never seen a puddle with some mud in it? And I like, do. I avoid wow, I don't. I want to play. You're a little, you're a little piggy. It's in the mud play. We should have known. Ganesh does like his slop, and he needs to be wet at all times. <laughs> it's a kind of a, it's a weird quirk that we've all had to get used to. If I can't get myself wet, I find a puddle. He's that, told me that before. Put that on a shirt. And I like it. That's a shirt. They? Where's the, no, here's the shirt. Hmm. Where's the puddle? Because I ain't wet. All right, we'll workshop it. <laughs> Just imagine that on your favorite color shirt. Well, because I ain't wet has to be in cursive, and where's the puddle has to be in big, bold, yeah. strong font. And then you got a, a gun underneath it. No, yeah, that's too strong. Here's what's next to it: is a picture of Ganesh, uh-huh. but he's looking down. And he's got yeah. his sunglasses, but they're like off. His, he's like down his nose, so he's like okay. peering over the sunglasses. Like, All right. but I ain't wet. Like he's saying that. I'm, cool. Oh, and I'm winking. Yeah, and you got a Hawaiian shirt on. And yeah. there's a gun. Your you were, your instincts were correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna add in one little detail. Okay, mm-hmm. a toothpick. <gasps> yeah, mm-hmm. I hit the mic because I was so excited. You're gonna have a toothpick in your mouth. Yeah, cool. And you're gonna I'm love a, it. I'm a cool guy. Yeah. Well, on this shirt. Uh, Where's the puddle? Cause I ain't cause wet. I ain't wet. What were you gonna ask us? Too late. It's gone. Oh, I was gonna be like, hey, have you guys ever gone crabbing? Yeah. When I was a kid, I we used to stick little uh uh <laughs> we used to catch crawdads. That's not the same, dude. Yeah. No, I caught crawdads. We're real southern. Crawdads are uh, the inland crap version of a crab. Yeah, they're bad. They're you craps. You're not gonna want to eat those. I mean, you can eat them. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're called crawfish when you eat when you eat them. Mm-hmm. No, but they're they crawl crawdaddies when they're alive. Yeah. Right? Because they because they're my daddy. Yeah, yeah. And they scold you. Mm-hmm. They snappy. Put you over your their lap. Mm-hmm. Punish you uh, with a claw. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big claw. Teach you, they'll they'll teach you a lesson. They'll leave leave some marks in your bum. Who named it Crawdaddy? Uh, Why don't they name other things? Toothless fucking dipshit. Oh, I don't know. Like uh, birds or fly daddies. Fly, that's my fly daddy. Oh, let's see all these fly daddies. You can get out there and you can catch yourself a fly daddy. What do they call cows then? Moo daddies. Milk daddies. Mm-hmm. 
That's my milk daddy. Was that little, was that little tabby? That's my purr daddy. What's a dog? Wolf daddy. <laughs> what is oh? What's a snake? Snake? Daddy. Daddy. I was gonna say lick daddy. Lick daddy. No, that's me. Oh, okay. It's, it's all my, right. Hey, it's, all right. Hey, it's my custom license Wrap plate. Wrap it up. It's Let my ra- license plate. Wrap it up, fellas. I, I got it trademarked. I'm Lick Daddy. They call me Lick Daddy. It's because he likes salt. All, all right. right. I like the lick. We each stopped to try removing a dinner fork discovered stuck deep in a tree trunk. When none could free it, they had nicknamed it Excalifork and spoke a while in exaggerated medieval British accents. Got me a little chuckle. Joe's three helpers would occasionally, in turn, hold up a house item for Joe's adjudication. Hey, Joey, lobster or liverwurst? One would say. Oh, that's just my wedding ring. <laughs> liverwurst. <laughs> Toss that in the fire pit. Joe would invariably answer. Before long, the liverwurst pile was tall and wide, spilling over onto several adjacent mounds, while the lobster pile remained tiny. <laughs> mounds? <laughs> Aw, man. Just enjoy the word, Austin. It is a nice roller coaster hearing Ganesh Mounds. Read. Bad candy, fun word. It's true. What became clear after three hours was that they hadn't accomplished much. There was nothing worth saving, and the cleanup would require a professional demolition crew with a backhoe and several large dumpsters. Oh, I thought they were going to call in the hosers. Uh, uh, You got to hose these bad boys down. Hose the whole thing. We just got to hose it, folks. The whole scene needs a hosing. Now, I think, Mm -hmm. is that a potential business? (laughs) The be, be, like, hosers. The hosers. If you want something hosed down, who do you call? I don't know. I don't even know where to look. Oh, I know where. Where? Flip open the phone book to Hose Daddy. Hose Daddy. <laughs> hose Daddy. The latest and greatest from Amazon Book Club. From the people who brought you snooters. Snooters. And the fun drug. And the Bowflex. You have a big night out on Snooters, or yeah. if you're working too hard on your Bowflex, mm-hmm. and you, you got to cause the hose daddy. Yeah, if you get too dirty, too sloppy, you cause a, a mess, you make a mess. Make mm-hmm. a big dirty mess. You call the hose daddies. We come out and hose you down. Hose daddy comes out. He makes the puddle for you. Yeah, it's a puddle that we make for you. For you. So Not let's your friend. let's say hypoth- hypothetically. I only uh, speak in literal terms. Hypothetically, I say I don't know. I uh, had a couple friends over, and uh, I don't I don't know for whatever reason our, our uh, clothes were off. Okay. Hose uh, daddy. It was, it hose was da- like hundred and five degrees. Hose daddy, don't look. That's rule number the, one. The AC <laughs> broke what, weeks ago. That's what it says on the truck. Hose We've daddy, don't look. We've been eating pudding. Yeah. A lot of tapioca pudding. Mm-hmm. You're ripe for hose daddy. You got to get hosed. You think, what, what do I do? It's call him up and be like, hey, man. I got- it's not M. It's us. We're yeah. hose oh. daddy. Oh. Do you well, get it yet? Mm, we'll okay. hose you down. We got the hoses. You know what? The whole reason we're using a hose is because it's not for a, a specific tight job. It's for a big blast radius. You got tapioca on the ceiling fan? I did. We'll hose it. All right, I got it somewhere else, too. I, I tell you, the hose has a mind of its own, my friend. I, you can pick your nozzle. It's up it's to true. you. <laughs> it's true. You want a soft a soft water, maybe a gentle rain to perhaps wash the shame off of you? Sure, we'll hose you down. If you got thick, crusted blood in your carpet. I do. On your fan, on your television yeah, set. Yeah. That's when we break out the big daddy. Mm. We let her rip. That's the heavy hose. Unload. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take a nice nap, that's when the gas hose comes out. We'll plug it right in, close the windows. But you go night-night for a little, you sleep, little bit. You sleep easy. And then we'll make the puddle while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's ready for you to mess. Anyway, up. give us a call. We're, we're Hose Daddy. 567-309-0357. Hose Daddy. Hose Daddy. Hose Daddy. Just when you're making a mess and you need... A hose. Um, Decompressed didn't work in that. The uh, <laughs> jingle. The collective enthusiasm waned as morning turned to afternoon and the four trudged about working quietly. Bill discovered the household refrigerator lying on its back. He worked to pry the door open and rummaged inside. He closed the door and sat on the fridge drinking a beer and gnawing at a large leftover turkey leg. (laughs) (laughs) The most cartoon of food. Yeah, it is really. If you ever hold a whole turkey leg in your hand. Congrats, you're in cartoon. You deserve everything. Or you're at medieval times. It's true. I went to the Renaissance Fair a couple years ago. They were just handing out these turkey legs and I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is nuts. And I got one and it was disgusting. Yeah, what they don't tell you about the turkey is... 
It's a, it do- looks, it's a dog leg. It looks great. <laughs> Just does. looking at it, you're like, wow, I want to eat that. That's like a large chicken wing, but just big. And then you take a bite out of it and you're like, wow, this is dry and not what I expected Turkey's at all. It's not great, dude. Like, I've never been a huge Thanksgiving guy, specifically because turkey's a bad main event. Well, you throw some give me gravy a, on Give it. me a big old ham. Honey baked, spiraled. That's where you're all wrong. Turkey's not the star. It's only the star if you make it. It's true. Let the sides yeah. sing. I mean, that's what saves Thanksgiving, frankly. But it's neither here nor there. What's happening here? Uh, we're stopping. Great. <laughs> Let's jump ahead now. So what? Can I, they're cleaning out something. I, Listen, something. I think there's a lot of this we're not going to understand because none of us know what the book of Job is uh, uh, and are unfamiliar. So Something happened. But let me mm-hmm. get the, Do you think, okay, clearly from the synopsis, something yep. went wrong. His girlfriend mm-hmm. left him, whatever, mm-hmm. his house. He's losing his house. It sounds like he's got some bad luck. It Ooh. sounds like, but there mm-hmm. was like a physical problem. Like the refrigerator is turned on its side. There's no way it's still on. He's pulling out bad turkey. Uh, He's taking a bite out of some rancid turkey. Jeez. All right. Well, let's see if he still makes it to the uh, 25% mark of the book of Joe. I think it's 50. Really? Is it 50? Yeah. What? This is the greatest day of my life. Decom, no, it's just too many. If you're making a mess, you gotta decompress. Turn your hose on me, daddy. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty good. That's daddy. You nailed it. Okay, let's Five, go. four. Jesus, the countdown ruins. No, no, it ruins the, the show. Pops are bad. Let's jump into the 50% mark of the book of Joe B. Shit. Weren't ready for it, huh? And you're making a mess. mess. Chapter 16. Oh, when you're making a mess, well, don't, don't you stress, because daddy's here with his host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. That's good. And it's really hard. Can you save it for like the ad breaks or? Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm, down. I'm trying to read. Host daddy. Sorry, we're just entrepreneurs. Joe drove to Ooze. Beating the odds, he located a parking spot at the curb in front of Love Handles. Ooh. The people who went here like to park close. What's Love Handles, you think? Oh, we'll probably find out. I bet it's a fun... One guess. Like Chuck E. Cheese. You think it's... What do you think, Kanish? I think it's an ice cream uh, place. I was going to say frozen yogurt, but now I'm changing my mind. It's like kind of a curves gym for, uh, you know, people who don't have any kind of... Self-respect. The <laughs> fitness center I knew it. was Whoa. unusual in that in order to maintain a membership, you had to remain at least 15 pounds overweight. See? Is that what curves is? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to what insult if you people. Because I don't even go to the gym. I'm well, just fat forever. Wouldn't the goal of be to uh, not be that? Yeah, but there's like those gyms that are like, don't be afraid. There's no... There's uh, no in-shape people here. You can, nobody's going to judge you. Oh, we're what? All, we're all big. That's a thing. Big mm-hmm. boys and girls here. That's the, cool. Yeah, you want to go there? You be the hottest guy in the place. <laughs> Who's this muscle-bound freak coming in here? This I dude know looks that was good. Thing. That's nice. Yeah. That's like a nice little safe space. That's, that's a cool. me, That's a me and Ganesh kind of gym. You got to go. I go to a real gym. What are you talking about? I'm not like you. Don't lump me in with you. You could definitely go to a Curves. My There's friend. a gym across the street from my house. It's called Ricky's. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of. They have a bright neon sign. It's great. Dude, the most yeah. intimidating level of gym is like the... The it, small business gym. It's a bodybuilder gym. Yes. Apparently, I've seen the photos on the inside on Yelp, and it's spray painted bodybuilders on the wall. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they just like blast like DMX the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you can pay per day. And the oh, outside is $5. just it's just a big brick building with a big neon sign that says I believe Richie's. Richie's, that's right. Richie's gym. Those those are the cra- those are the it scariest cool. kind of gyms. The gyms where you go in and all the lights are off and it's just like a punching bag. I'm not yeah. cool enough it's to like, go who's in there. That guy? Why is there a spotlight in there? I think I'm gonna start going, guys. You I should, think. man. You could be a Richie's guy. Yeah, I'll put you on the on the bags. Yeah. Get you working the uh sack. Mm-hmm. Get this limp son of a gun on the sack. Work those biceps, boy. I'll have you tapping that sack in no time. Okay, come on. Get back in the book. The gym was open and well lit, but by the looks of all the unused treadmills and stair climbers through the glass storefront, few members were placing themselves in jeopardy of being expelled. Joe put two quarters in the meter and made the five-block trek to the pub with an unfamiliar spring in his step and newfound optimism in his heart. It wouldn't last. Oh, jeez. Upon finding his friends in a booth, Joe's eyes already gleamed. Not good. Oh dear, what happened now? She acknowledged Joe's arrival with a bittersweet smile and overenthusiastic salutation. Is that the X? Is also not good. Oh dear. Hey, big 
guy, she said. The other two looked up. Eli appeared glum, and Bill looked like one of his parakeets had died. Apparently, Zoe had told them about the suspension. Though he had never sought to be idolized, Joe knew his friends looked up to him, sort of viewed him as a role model. How far he'd fallen was hard to say. You tell me. Joey Bustamante from down the block is a role model? Well, he can move the quarters around. He flips a quarter. such a, a way. Like a ballerina. And he follows the rules. That's rule. That's rule. Rule model. That's rule. That's rule, he says. That's rule is the worst thing that's ever come out of my mouth. It's not even close to being intelligible. Hey, that's rule. Well, the booth. making a mess. Oh, <laughs> Somebody's going to hose me down, my friend. <laughs> I have made a mess of it. The booth they'd chosen was off to the side. Good for talking. Not that it mattered yet. Except for a few patrons at the bar. Steeples was vacant. Ah, this is Steeples. Staples is serving beer now? <laughs> yeah, that's a wild one. Right next to the printers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't get loud until the Thursday night crowd of football fanatics shuffled in. Everybody sitting on like rolling chairs at a nice uh, wooden desk. <laughs> that's what I used to do all the time. I used to go in and test every single little office chair in there and say, I, nope. I definitely nope. love hitting up a Staples or an office depot and pretending like I have a little home office. Ah, that's great. Rather than the disgusting hovel I live in. <laughs> A hole in the wall like a rat. I like going to places Begging. like Home Depot and like Best Buy and looking at their like fridges and stuff. Yeah, thinking like, man, wouldn't it be nice wow. to be a baby boomer and have a home? <laughs> <laughs> I could poop on this toilet Can rather I? than the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> My like, litter box. Y'all ever full. go into like Home Depot and like play with the doors and like go like stand behind doors and hide from your parents? Too? Oh yeah, yeah. But let me tell you this: the greatest place on earth is the light section. You yeah. get under those yeah. lights, ooh, yeah. you feel like you're on Broadway, New York City. New York City? <laughs> uh-huh. That is fun. Now, that's a Billy Joel. Also, I like looking at the power tools. Uh, I don't touch, but I look. No, you don't want to drill I say, a hole. whoa, those, these things are big. Those are big rigs for uncles. That's, that's uncle those are tools. Uncle, those are uncle's tools. <laughs> Not for me. Daddy brings the hose, but uncle... He's got the hardware. He's got the hardware. Yeah, he's revving up that rig. Most, including his friends, wouldn't even follow the game. Football, baseball, weekends, holidays, and presidential debates, anything at all, were an excuse to drink. Bad influences. Joe slid onto the seat next to Bill. He wondered why Zoe had opted to sit next to Eli, considering her secret crush. Who knows why people do the things they do? (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. That's about right. Did you say that or is that in the book? I mean, both. I'm always thinking that. Yeah. That's true. You got a lot of original thoughts. That's your motto. Why did I do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why Why does anyone do anything? Yeah. You know? That's what he says to the police. Who knows why I do the things that I do? And why does anyone do anything? Yeah, right? Come on. Bill gripped the back of Joe's neck and squeezed in a manly display of brotherhood and affection. Never done that with you guys. There's the uncle. Now we just kiss <laughs> on the lips. Hey, buddy, don't spoil, don't, don't spoil this. We do. We we greet each other. It's like, how's your day? Yeah, we pretend it's Europe in here. Yeah, except we. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we're weird. We have fun. Like the French kiss, whatever. Jesus Christ. Hey, stranger. He said, why'd you go all AWOL on us? Yeah, you haven't returned my calls. Give Ugh. him a break. Is that Eli? <laughs> Gross little son of a gun. So he said, maybe he's had more on his mind than you two dorks. Zoe leaned over the table and kissed Joe on the cheek. Mm, Sounds like like us. You know that she wants to go for the French. Hey, you okay? She said, no fair. How come I never get a smooch? (laughs) Somebody's got to take a little hint from the book club boys. Eli said, because she doesn't want you to hyperventilate and get an asthma attack. Bill said, I'll be okay. You're roasted. Eli said and held up a blue plastic device as proof. What's that, his gun? My penis pump. That's a Pez dispenser, (laughs) dummy. Bill said. Eli laughed at his own absent-mindedness and pulled his inhaler from another pocket. You still don't get a smooch, Zoe said. Not unless you brought a defibrillator, too. (laughs) Well, as a matter of fact. Zap. (laughs) The three laughed and carried on, trying too hard when things settled. (laughs) Whoa, brutal. I I feel called out. (laughs) Is that what people think about me when I'm out with friends? Wow, trying too hard. I don't think you're trying hard enough. Ah, um, another take. Wow. Where do I fit? How do I belong? Why do people do what they do? How do the people do the things that they do? And why? Sir, turn the around. You're rule. under arrest. The rule. When things settled, Bill suddenly became vehement. He jabbed. Oh my God, I knew it. What? <sighs> 
that I'd correct you? Yeah. Listen, you I say, feel like I could have said the word either way and you would have just said the other way. I certainly, right. I certainly would have said vehement ever because that's not a word. Listen, we let you get away with a lot of bullshit these days, buddy. You've been saying words wrong you for know weeks. Yeah. And you've been tempting me. Uh-huh. And guess what? Daddy's breaking out of the hose. You're not my dad. I'm Bend over, buddy. Hose daddy. Putting this thing on an eight out of 12 scale. He jabbed a finger in the air for emphasis. You're being screwed, he said. I don't even know what's going on at your job, but I know you, Joe, and you're being screwed. Clearly, the alcohol had already loosened jaws. The worst sign of all. (laughs) You alright, Arbitrary scale of 12. Hey, uh, I don't make the hose. I just use it. Okay. Daddy, I'm not uncle. I don't build. I operate. Uh, just go on. I'm trying. Kenny's just going to put us in timeout. Clearly, the alcohol had loosened Jaws, the worst sign of all. Joe had hoped for moderation. He didn't like when his friends drank. Their mouths uh, lost their filters. Mouths. Mouths. Lost their filters. <laughs> Gross. Mouths. Mouths. <laughs> mouths. Didn't want you to think I was saying mouse. Oh, thanks. Which led to arguments or worse, mushy expressions of love. What he really needed... Well, settle down. Come on. Let's, uh, I'm trying to read this book here to, to you. <laughs> yeah. so, Sorry, teacher, I'm a bad listener. Teacher angry. Really needed was to talk or maybe to vent. He wasn't looking for advice or a pity party necessarily. He simply needed to be reminded that people cared what happened to him. Joe needed this night. He needed his friends. But ultimately, the kind of get-together this would be determined if each person stuck to draft beer or switched to their respective poison. If Bill broke rank, Chardonnay, please, <laughs> and started throwing back Bring me a sherry, and started throwing back whiskey, Zoe would soon order shooters, and Eli would turn to. F- now I'm sorry. Did you say snooters? Snooters. It's the fun. It's drug. the fun drug, and now it's in liquid form. You can drink it. It's 200 times concentrated, and uh, it'll put you in a coma. Snooters. Just go to your local watering hole and ask for the snooters shooter. That's right. And see what uh, ends up in your mouth. Yep, it's not going to be fun. You remember when we like had just turned 21, and we went to a weird bar, and we ordered the most obnoxious shooters all night long? It was like... As a matter of fact, I don't, probably because of that. <laughs> what kind of shooters did we get? Was Nip- I there? One was yeah, called like there. Nipple... Oh, the nipple. <laughs> the fuzzy navel? Yeah. Okay. The fu- Can I have a fuzzy nipple, please? But we were the only ones in this bar, and we were clearly, like, our day past 21. The fun thing about being 21 is that you've never actually been in a bar or ordered drinks, so you just do what you see on TV. For the first, like, six months of me being 21, I was ordering Tom Collins. <laughs> just because it was a drink that I knew. People are like, are you a 75-year-old man? I didn't realize I could just be like, whiskey, and they would give it to me. I thought I had to be, like, a cosmopolitan or something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, of course you would assume there's, like, a rule yeah. to follow. Yeah, no, there's no rules. No rules at the bar. Do anything you want at the bar. The first thing I ever got uh, when our friend turned 21, and he was the first one to turn 21, we went to a grocery store. He bought me uh, bottles of mojitos <laughs> and then dropped them and broke them in the, in the <laughs> checkout line. While we waited in the car nervously. While I peeked over boxes like a little scamp. He went back and got more. I got real drunk off mojitos. Let's stop there. Yeah, you got anything to say? Anybody else got anything to chime in here with? All right. Oh, he's just. Uh oh. He's gonna paddle that. He's coming out after this. Let's jump. Let's jump ahead. Not the. You know, your actual father listens to this. No, he doesn't. He no. absolutely doesn't. You don't know that. Well, maybe we'll hear from him. Give us a, leave us a voicemail, Pops. 567-309-0357, Mr. Hanna. Let's jump ahead to the 75% mark of uh, the book of Joe B. Please.
go. We're jumping in now to the 75% mark of the book of Joe B. A love story. Ah, right. Chapter 23. Okay. Joe, you sure? His aunt said, Oh. Fresh blueberries are hard to come by, and the cream is homemade. Uh, Okay. Yum. Well, uh, wish I could, but I can't, he said. The vegetable lasagna was more than enough. I may not eat for a week. He and his aunt sat on opposite ends of the old sofa, dressed up by a colorful afghan. Could it be the aunt? Susie? Susie Bustamante? Hey, my name's Susie Bustamante, Anthony. I'm dead. Chatting about nothing. She's dead. Waiting. Both pretended not to hear Joe's mother vomiting and moaning in the nearby bathroom. Oh, no. Get the hose. That's a, that's definitely a hose situation. If your mom's puking, you're going to want the hose. It's true. But like, seriously, forget the jokes. All kidding aside, if your mom's heaving up a ton of vomit in the next room, all over the walls and the ceiling, what do you do afterwards? You clean that yourself? Who do you call? I think you know. It's Hose Daddy. It's Hose Daddy. Hose Daddy. And his, um, if it's really bad, his shovel son. <laughs> That's just what it's called, shovel son? <laughs> yeah. It's like his intern. And other than asking. Hey, the hose ain't enough. My son's got a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Hose Daddy. And other than asking if he needed ice, she hadn't inquired about his facial injuries after he said he had run into some trouble. Edna never pressed. She was good like that. Her entire bungalow smelled aromatic from the essential oil. Wonderful. Frankincense. Ooh. Delicious. A mood enhancer, he'd been told. Misting from a diffuser on an end table. Uh Uh-oh. Nana's mood enhancer's on. Joe's getting all riled up. Joe had arrived at Edna's tiny house an hour and a half earlier and had yet to see his mom. Apparently, Gladys hadn't been truthful about how well she'd been tolerating the chemo treatment. So, well, that's a fucking uh, bummer. Way to ruin the joke. Fucking cancer. God damn it. Can't hose that away. She had slept. Hey, but I'll try. She had slept through dinner and scurried into the bathroom upon awakening. That's fucked up, all right? That sucks. Yeah, that's a bummer. How you guys feel about joking about that now? I was feeling, you know, I'm okay with it. But I was feeling really bad for Joe B. And now it's, I mean, like, this is bad, bad. Joe B's having a tough turn. Is this what the book of Joe B is like in the Bible? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling it so far. I mean, the book, this book's fine. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to read the original if this is the, you know, a glimpse into it. What's the Bible about? I thought it was just a cool dude doing tricks, Me man. Ollies. Yeah, like yeah, Nollies. Yeah, I thought Job was a dude who was just popping McTwists. Uh, perhaps a Christ heir. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in the name. Yeah, come on. She'd slept through dinner and scurried into the bathroom upon awakening. There had been retching noises since. When Aunt Edna uh, inquired through the door, Gladys insisted she was fine, and Joe's estimation showing up unannounced proved to be a bonehead move. He had provided no benefit by being there, the two women were in no position to entertain a visitor, and he didn't necessarily want to know how bad things were. Yet, here he was. Hmm. Oh, they're very good for the skin, Edna said. What is? said Joe, distracted, worried, hands gripping kneecaps. Blueberries, they're a superfood. All right, Grandma. No, they're good. Mm. No, really, I'm fine. Big news. Joe said, suddenly conscious of skin sores. Blueberries are the worst berries. What? Uh, Joe said. Are you fucking kidding? You need a sound beating. What's the best berry? Straw. (laughs) Well, you know. Okay. But what? what, what, I don't. And then rasp? um, And then uh, black? No, blackberries are my worst berry. What? Sorry. I mean, not, he was saying it and he was almost selling me on the fact that blueberries are the worst berry, despite the fact that I love blueberries. What I'm realizing is I like all berries. I don't like cran. I love cran. Oh. Uh, plain, the plain berry. I like cran juice. I'll t- no, I'll toss or a double, dried I'll toss cran. Some, uh, I like a craisin. I'll toss a juicy cran down the hatch if I'm feeling f- funny, but... Blackberries? Nah. Never gonna eat a blackberry like that just with a handful of blackberries. Are you kidding? No, they're delicious. They're so good. They're tart and good. Mm -hmm. I like, I think blueberries, raspberries. Blueberries are your number one. blackberries are all tied for number one. Strawberries, a little lower down. Whoa. Strawberries. That's all wrong. Strawberries, a good strawberry is the best. A bad strawberry is the worst. I think we can agree on that. Same with like a blueberry though. All all blueberries taste pretty mediocre to me. That's fine. Bad strawberries are bad. A bad mm-hmm. mushy strawberry. Mm-hmm. If you get a mushy strawberry, I don't even want that in my mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna toss that thing. 
toss that thing. That's in low it. stakes right there. <laughs> I, don't it, I don't even want it. I don't my, even want that. In my, I don't no. want it in my hand. <laughs> so keep that away from me. But yeah, a bad Isn't blueberry. That all bad food. I don't even want that in my mouth. But I don't even mean like spoiled. I mean just you got a bad bunch of berries. You don't want that. Well, I mean a bad it. a bad blueberry is basically just like a little mushy. I'd eat that. Whatever. You got to use your eyes at the store, man. You got to you know look at all all the sides of the strawberry container. I'm gonna go to the store. I pick my berries. Out in the field, like oh, a man. Wow. Mm-hmm. You ever been down to the berry farm? Big Pat? shots. That's right. Big berry, big shot. I like a good berry, fresh from the vine. A superfood, huh? For a super dude. His aunt tended to advocate health food in the dogged way a drug dealer might push crack. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, mm. thanks for taking our temperature on it. I think a lot I'm okay of health food it. is good. So yeah. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Push me on it. Yeah. Make me OD, baby. Edna was two years younger than her sister, but despite being thinner, she looked two years older, wrinkled and leathery. Confusing sentence. She'd never married, yet maintained a quiet contentment Joe found odd. To him, wanting a life partner and children was akin to respiration, uh, an essential part of existing. This is sad. When does Joe catch a break, man? Strange to see someone who didn't need to breathe. Still, she had always been a generous and doting aunt, and Joe considered himself lucky to have her in the family, especially now. She had opened her very modest domicile up to a very sick woman, and that was uh, no small thing. She's a saint. It humbled Joe to think about. Made him feel pretty... Made him feel petty for missing the meat. Made him feel pretty. Made him feel petty for missing the meat in her meatless lasagna. The bathroom door finally opened. Gladys came out and approached in jerky baby steps, wearing a pink robe and slippers. Is this an adult? That's the mom. Oh, dear God. She pulled the robe shut. Old. Shockingly old. A fossil of her former self. With her hair turned thinner, whiter, her skin had taken on an ashy, ghosty hue. Oh, there you are, pretty lady. Oh, Joe said. He's sweet. Ah, I thought you were avoiding me. Joe, he stood and greeted her with a cautious hug. Somebody had replaced his mom's skeleton with bird bones. <laughs> but, sorry, that goes to sentence heaven. Sentence. It's a good sentence. I don't care how dramatic In- or sad it is. It's fun imagery, okay? It's, yeah. In- really inappropriate. This is mom, okay? We're saying heaven. We're not saying jail. Yeah, she's close to death. I get it. She smiled, sort of. Her eyes were fogged over, distant, probably due to the meds. Her face was gaunt. Her <laughs> nose huge. This is rude. That's <laughs> not even a part of the illness. Joe wished he'd brought flowers. That she deserved him. This is massively depressing. Oh, we were riding high on our hose daddy and our fun little berry talk. And, and now look at us. Wow. Hey, what happened to you? You look like a bad cantaloupe. We paid the price for our hubris. Joe Maybe had, that's the story of the book of Job, fellas. Oh, we've learned a little something here today. Joe had changed his bloody shirt in the car and washed up in Aunt Edna's kitchen sink. <laughs> Yet remained swollen, split-lipped, and bruised, obviously pummeled. No point of lying. He got pummeled. Somebody gave Joe a licking. Hey, thumb thugs picked a fight outside a bar. Just a little stupid scuffle, he said, not wanting to get into it. But you're not a brawler, Joseph. A little too old. I am a brawler. I'm a brawler. I'm a little too old to start now. He nodded in agreement, embarrassed. Did you win? Ah, yeah, you should see the other guys, Joe said, and forced a grin and a wink. He's dead. <laughs> oh, that means no. He's in my trunk. You never could lie, could you? Never learned properly from your father. That man was a first-class bullshit artist. Gladys, Aunt Edna said. It's true, Gladys said. He was a smoothie. He would have conned your thugs into lending him money. The three laughed. Uh, it was nice. It was a nice moment, but one that seemed to take his mom's strength. Joe helped her to the couch. You need a doctor? Excuse me? You're banged up pretty bad, she said. Do you? Joe said. You look worse. (sighs) Let's stop there. Oh, boy. You really left it on a down note. Yeah. We got to save this, man. This last page better be a redemption story like I've never heard before. Yeah. Chock full of berries. This next page better be a a fully healed mom bent pressing her son and his new wife. How's the Bible end? That's how it ends. I just described it. Let's jump ahead now to the last page of the book of Joe B. Last page, uh, the book of Joe B. Let's hear it. You say there's a bunch of new characters. Is that what you just said? Off air. Most of the listener can know. They're privy. Joe gently reached and held his mom's wrist and elbow. This is a fucking book. As uh, she rose to her feet. <gasps> oh. 
and died. <laughs> she had gained weight. She died as she lived on her feet. Since finishing chemotherapy, her hair had regrown too. Hell yeah. She's doing good. Oh, this is the happy ending. Yes. Changing her mind and continuing treatments turned out to be a good thing. Thank God. Even though Joe didn't attribute the remission of her cancer to the treatments, he credited his mom's recovery to... A miracle. Nothing less. Yeah. That's it, baby. My man Jesus smiled upon me, gave me a wink, fixed my mommy. That rhymes. It's a wrap. (laughs) One that he neither asked for nor deserved, yet was deliriously happy to receive. Can you handle Huey, Dewey, and Louie by yourself for a few minutes? She said to her sister, is he in a cartoon? Is this a shared universe? Not a problem. That's why he had that big turkey leg. (laughs) Edna said, I'm sure I can juggle my three boyfriends. Joe walked hand in hand with his mom to the sycamore tree. Love a sense of humor. When I was a kid, my grandmother used to tell me that she had a secret boyfriend named Mr. Johnson. And when I'd come home from school, she'd be like, oh, good thing Mr. Johnson just left. And I believed her for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) Then only later in life, I was like, oh, she's just lying. There was no Mr. Johnson. Unless. There was. Anyway, that's all I got. You know, kiddo, Gladys said, I never thought I'd meet my grandchildren, let alone attend their first birthday party. So I just wanted to say I'm sorry, you know, for everything I put you through. Your mother's a fool. Hey, I was the one who ran away and left you. So I guess your son's a fool, too. Aw. Well, we're a pair then, his mom said. And maybe it's like playing cards. A pair of twos will beat an ace every time. (laughs) Perfect time to call themselves jokers. Yeah. (laughs) And a full house is one of the best times you you can get this metaphor is getting a little convoluted for me no joseph. if you don't watch yourself i'm gonna have to flush joseph will you stop already gladys said and playfully slapped joe's shoulder you have three that's enough i'm too old to babysit more than that you and your 10 kids you're crazy what hey crazy about you he said and squeezed an arm around his mom's shoulder happy to feel more than bone oh well, yeah hmm. i'm here looking pudgy I like it. You know, Joe, she said, I'm proud of you. I know I don't tell you that enough, but I am. And uh, your dad would be too if he were here. Dad's dead, huh? I thought he was a liar. Maybe he ran out. He'll be back for from getting, picking up his cigarettes any minute now. No, I'll show up like Hayden Christensen at the end of uh, as a turn. For, as a force ghost? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What are you guys talking about? Star War. Oh, what? Joe, you not- know that as a Ewok movie. Yeah, Ewok movie. <laughs> back what they had written on the old VHS tape at the trailer. <laughs> uh, my regular tape. The Ewok movie. I wore that tape out. Put a dent in it. Dropped that's, it down the well. That's not how you watch it. <laughs> Say, I used to rent tights from the trailer and then toss them down the well. I'd have to fish them out with some bait, too. We caught one, Mama. I caught one. I caught Ewok. Now we can go get that Hugh Grant movie you want, Mama. <laughs> Notting Hill. That's your go-to Grant? Sure. No, I was trying to think of the one where him and his co-star... I need more. ...are more like having a baby, but they barely know each other. Nine months. So just imagine what I just said, but like instead of a Hugh Grant movie, I said nine months. <laughs> it's great. You're going to be laughing. Not sure it would have played. Mama. Mama, it's Tin Cup, your favorite <laughs> Costner. It's not Costner, it's Kevin Klein. No, Kevin Costner did Tin Cup. He's in Tin Cup. He directed it. He starred in it. He wrote it, dude. No. Yeah. Kevin Costner's in Tin Cup. Yeah. You gonna make me pull out the phone again? Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every moment of oh, this. Oh boy. Is it? Can you tell me if I'm wrong? I think you're wrong. Tin Cup. Kevin Klein's in it, right? No. You're making me crazy. Wow. You're right. Wow. <laughs> what am I thinking of? Um, I'm out. wrong. I'll take the L. I was thinking a wild, wild. <laughs> I was thinking a wild, wild west. Guy, your Kevin's all mixed up. Joe nodded and looked at his feet. He wanted to tell her his dad was here, like at the end of Return of the Jedi. Instead, he shuffled shiny shoes. His mom let him off the hook. Now let me go, so I can save your children from hearing about Carl Marx or Carl Jung or yeah. some other Carl your hippie aunt will go on about. The fuck, this aunt rules. She stood on her toes and kissed his cheek. Seize the means, Edna. Uh, make sure you tell them about Carl Yastremsky. She like. 
It's baseball too. I don't even know who that is, and I don't want to know. She's cool. She said and walked away, waving him off with a flick of her wrist. Let's get some cake. Not too much for you, however. You're getting a little bit pudgy. Life has been too good for you. Joe smiled. He sure loved his mom. <laughs> I wish he died, mom. And he loved that his boys would get to love her as well. Those, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Those doting boys. Are those, is that a stuffed animal collection? Mm-hmm. Suddenly alone for the first time in a long while, Joe crossed his arms over his chest and surveyed his property. But not only his house and lot, he looked across his whole life. Private property's theft, says Aunt Edna. Really? For all his family <laughs> and friends were here. His mom, his wife, his children, his three best friends, all the people he loved, some eating, some drinking, some talking, others dancing, singing, shouting even. Sinners. This does kind of sound like the end of Return of the Jedi. Running. <laughs> I hear the song even. Playing. Swimming. It's beautiful. Splashing. Is that? Saying jump, jump. Jump, jump. All these. Jump, jump. All these. Jump, fun- jump. All these. Funny- jump, jump. <laughs> All these funny and quirky and beautiful and kind and generous and caring souls. Each a unique creation. Damn. Yeah, it's like a, the Ewoks. Uh, is this what the Book of Job is? All these very different people coming together out of love, all wanting to be a part of something bigger and more glorious than themselves, all seeking something more but not knowing what it is, and the barkeep in his blue vest with the big gold buttons patiently overseeing it all, oh, serving, blue waiting vest, for gold, someone gold buttons. to say hello, thirsting for someone. That's Lando Caris. Anyone, <laughs> each and every one to come to him. Sweet. Chup, 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 chup. Ah, Ewok movie. Ewok movie. That was good. Called it. I think. I forgot most of it. How do we cast this as a movie? Who plays uh, Joey Bustamante? Matt LeBlanc. (laughs) I can see it. Ganesh, you got any thoughts? Matt LeBlanc. Oh, that's two for Matt LeBlanc. I'm I'm, going to make it it a clean sweep. Matt LeBlanc. Oh, Um, the, the three LeBlancs. He's familiar with playing a Joey for sure. Now, who plays... Aunt Edna. His mom? No, his mom doesn't play Aunt Edna. Ah. Who plays Aunt Edna? Whoever plays Aunt May in Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. I could see that. Mm. Hey, that's good. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Um, who plays the ma'am? Allison Janney. Allison, Allison Janney. I was also thinking uh, Janney. It's a Janney. It's a Janney. It's a Janney, Who fellas. plays uh, little Eli, the little shifty uh, creep friend? I think that's... Uh, Louis Anderson. <laughs> Louis? A little older than I was thinking. Uh, shrunk down in size. Oh, yeah. like a small... Mm-hmm. Small Louis Anderson, yeah. but proportional. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like the cartoon Louis. What's his other friend? Bill with the oh, funny voice Bill. and the parakeets. Manic Bill with the parakeets. The tall guy that played the principal on Freaks and Geeks. The tall guy that played with the, the beard principal. and he's bald. He was uh, not the principal. That was a counselor. The teacher, counselor. He, he was a counselor. That's a good one, though. I could see. Yeah, that's good. That man. Uh, Gruber. That's his name, right? McGruber? Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber. Both wrong. Um, Okay. Who plays, uh, oh, well, there's Zoe. Uh, It's got to be Zoe Kravitz. (laughs) All right. That sounds good. Fine with me. I'm running out of steam. And the the big blue vested bartender who's God? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams? Easy. I was going to say Alan Rickman because you said Hans Zimmer. Hans Gruber. Gruber. Hans Zimmer is going to score it. So that's true. He scores all of our movies. We never mentioned that. Um, Aronofsky is going to direct. Who is the, who's the, uh, we already, it can't all be Aronofsky's. Who's the composer that died in the plane crash like a year ago? JFK Jr.? No, he's still alive. You got to Google QAnon. <laughs> uh, no, like a the the next level Hans Zimmer and your John Williams are the tier A. Tier uh, B, there was one who was pretty prolific but died in a plane crash. I don't recall. Save that for next episode. A little quiz. Uh, folks, if you know your composers out there, write in. Hey, Google. What composer died? No, hold on. <laughs> what composer died in a plane crash? Horner. According to Wikipedia, Horner. James Horner. Horner. Damn. Wow. Sucks. Anyway, thanks for our new sponsor, uh, Google. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering out there what celebrities recently died in a grisly accident, Google's your friend. What's that noise? Do I hear cats shitting? Yeah. They're telling telling us to wrap it up. (laughs) It's crap. We're getting the the big hook off stage from the cats. All right. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Languis for our artwork. Thanks to you for listening. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe 
to our Patreon. Give us $5 a month or more. Give us $400 a month. We'll give you two extra episodes per month, hopefully. And you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash AMZM book club. You can give us a phone call. Ganesh. Five, six, seven, three, oh, nine, oh, three, five, seven. Call that number. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and perhaps make fun of you or praise you, depending on what you say about us. Now, that's it. That's the end of the show. Got anything else? Are we done here? We done? That's it for me. That's all I got. Ooh, that cat shit. It's coming in hot, folks. We gotta go. We're get. We're we gotta go. Yeah, Ganesh, you gotta deal with this. Woof. 